Welcome to the Rise to the Challenge podcast. Join today. He's an actor, Emmy Award winner, inspirational speaker, self-mastery coach. It's Issei. How are you doing today, Issei? Oh, wonderful. Great. Great to be here. How are you doing today? Doing so good. We're so excited to have you on the show to talk about your Rise to the Challenge. What we like to do with all of our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what were you involved in growing up? I'm from, I'm a Los Angeles native. Um... I want to say hi to everybody. I wish, wish everybody peace and blessings and protection in this chaotic, crazy world that a lot is happening. So I just want to wish everyone peace and stability and that sort of protection and, and prosperity just from the get-go. Uh, but so me, like I was saying, I'm a Los Angeles native, uh, born and raised. And uh, for me, growing up, my mother would always call me her her son, her sunshine. And, you know, I, I, growing up, I was a fun little kid. And uh, what I loved to do was um, I loved, I loved, as a kid, loved playing with all the kids until the streetlights came on. <laughs> and then um, sports. And then uh, I, that's when I kind of got like a little shy. And then, uh, and then I got into acting into my 20s. And there's a lot of little details in there, but um, but yeah, that's pretty much pretty much my story. You talked about you enjoyed playing with all the kids in the neighborhood and things like that, and then you mentioned yeah. about becoming shy. What do you think caused your shyness to come out? That's a uh, you know, I think that was a that was a part of my journey. That was my soul actually kind of strategically planned that part mm-hmm. of my human life existence, if you will. You know, being my mother's sunshine, you know, you come out and you're just happy the first five, six years of my life. And then, you know, like in every good movie, there has to be a hero's journey, yep. right? You got to lose your way. There's got to be some drama. So for me, that's what that was for me in my life was to kind of lose my shine, kind of lose my light to pretend to be something that I'm not, you know? I lost my voice, got shy, became a people pleaser, uh, afraid to stand up for myself, and on and on and on and on and on. And that became a uh, like a four-decade journey of really overcoming everything that that uh, kind of like all the stuff that you get over life and everything that accumulates. It just became a process of, 40 year process of coming back into like my mother's sunshine, finding my light again, like finding my way back home. And that's my, my whole saying is once you have you, you have everything. And it took me 40 years to journey back to find me. And I ain't letting go. <laughs> <laughs> the, Not in this life again. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> the best part you mentioned that, it doesn't have a time frame. Sometimes people can find it quickly. Sometimes it takes a long journey. And that's what makes each of our stories special is because no story is the same. You mentioned four decades, but maybe you needed that long journey to really find who you are and things like that. During those times where you kind of were by yourself or an individual, did you have a passion project, something that you went to that kind of got your spirits up and things like that? Uh, uh, during that 40 year period is that what you're talking about well at the beginning the younger days so like when if you were shy did you have something that you could go to or a person that you could go to to talk about things and things like that no i didn't actually 
that was, and that's, I didn't, which let me, let me back up first and, and address what you just said. There was a reason why this took me 40 years. That was strategic too. It wasn't like in and out real quick. Let me learn mm-hmm. the lesson real fast and out. This was supposed to be a very long, arduous uh, journey where I, I got to learn a lot of tools. I, I got to, you know, really be lost uh, a lot of different ways, really make a lot of varied different types of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in doing so, I'm able to serve so much better because I messed up a lot. I was like, oh, I know what that's like. Oh, I know what that mess up's like. I know what that was like. Been there a long time in that one. So, you know, me being able to, especially working with men, being a, a men's self-mastery coach with the Divine Man Coaching Program, I'm, I'm, I can relate so much to this man or that man or where he's at. There's something called kind of like a search and rescue. And it's like, really, I don't have your experience inside of your body as you're looking at me through this screen i don't have your perspective but as much of this experience that i can have these perspectives on being lost i if i'm working with you know say for example you i can understand where you're located within you Mm -hmm. how you're lost and how to actually attach you back to yourself right and how to actually make that point of reference because it took 40 years so i was fumbling around a very long time in this sort of darkness inside of myself. We're always asked that dream question. What's that dream job that we were wanting? You mentioned acting, but was that always the plan for you? Uh, Yeah, no. Dream job? Uh, I'm doing that right now. I'm doing that right now. And the the dream job is not a job. It's not definitely not a job. Um, It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, passion it's a uh, vocation it's a purpose it's living it's living a certain life mm-hmm. it's living a certain life it's a dream life right and so my dream life is the amalgamation if you will of these uh right now these these different areas so it's the integration of entertainment because i love the area of entertainment i love uh uh education so right now you know coaching and working with men there's a certain level of education over there and we have entertainment and I also love speaking in front of large groups of people so being an inspirational speaker an actor and also men's uh, self-mastery coach and learning which takes a longer time learning how to like interweave these each other these areas so that they actually feed each other right so they become their own little ecosystem if you will and 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 that's taken a very very long time but that is that's my dream and that's happening right now and it's happening you know more and more and i'm learning so much along the way so you know the thing is one thing i would offer for anyone that's listening it, there is so much value in in the time that it takes to come back home to yourself or to to find, to finally get on your path to doing what you're doing. There's there's so much. There's no rush. It there's an urgency to 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 stay conscious, to stay engaged, mm-hmm. to, to rejuvenate yourself, to stay stay on stay the path. But there's no rush to try to hurry up and get there because you are there. It's just 
urgency and opening up and being present and learning and receiving what you need to so you can be a better service the, the work is all here right so um you know that's that's what i would say towards that let's dissect each of those sections that you mentioned the three oh sections. no <laughs> entertainment was one of them what yeah. do you love about entertainment entertainment now see look it meant something different before and it means something different now and i'll explain that i i like when i first got in the reason why i got into entertainment is because i had stage fright okay it was like someone was choking me on stage and i couldn't even talk and the words wouldn't come out and i got off stage and i shook it off and i cursed at myself i was like and the the, the what really guided me to answer your fir- other question what kind of guided me through all of this the one thing that guided me through all of this you know even this like this 40 decades is is truth Mm-hmm. my my seeking for truth in me and also truth period right and when i got off the stage i shook it off and cursed at myself i said that wasn't me that wasn't the truth and i had a big problem with that i had a big problem with that i put on my gloves i put on my mouth guard and i started wrestling with this acting thing so i i took it on because it was a challenge and I saw that uh, it was a worthy opponent for me to to be more me, right? And so, but now, so so I, I there was a certain level of freedom, self expression. Mm-hmm. I got to be myself. It had nothing to do with being on TV. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with you know being in this class and not being afraid, and not being you know scared, and being able to speak my voice and speak my truth. And being able to ex- and express myself and have fun and be real and true to myself. It was all about that. And so then the acting career happened and, and stuff like that. So really the fun part and, and, and that first part of my career, and it's still that part is still here, but it's, it means something different now, is being able to fully express myself in entertainment. That's why I love playing so many different roles. You see me play a killer. You'll see me crying in the next one. You'll see me playing this, that, this, that, this, that, this, because I love expressing all these different things. So now, so then I had a big, so that was like my career from 2000 to 2010. Then I just, I took literally a big 10 year break to find my soul, you know, and I just kind of made it back. The entertainment industry just kind of came back uh, like last year. And I just finished a film earlier this year with, um, Shannon Elizabeth, uh, Danny Trejo, Eric Roberts, uh, Frank Whaley, directed by um, Wendy, Wendy, uh, uh, um, oh my God, Wendy Wilkins. And a cool film about like sex trafficking, domestic violence awareness. So it's very empowering with like, you know, female leads. And so after this 10 year period of moving away from the entertainment industry and finding my soul basically in a nutshell, and then it being it coming back to me, I wasn't looking for it. I was like, I got everything I need. I was mm-hmm. like, I got everything I need. I'm I'm doing fulfilling work, helping my brothers be a better man and our sisters, you know, be a you know a better woman, queen, and how we you know yin yang together and that sort of thing. And like, I'm very fulfilled. But then when I got this, I, I saw what type of film this was. I was like, wow, this is what I'm passionate about. This subject matter, and I got back on set. And there's creatively, 
I've never, because I have my soul this time, because I was at peace now at this stage in my life, I've never been able to be creative on any sort of entertainment project when my heart and soul is in a place of peace. That now has been tremendous. I was like, I've never experienced it. I've done great acting things and they felt great, but I've never come from the place of like being complete stillness, peace, neutral. And that that now has lit a whole new, I'm like, wow, what's what's possible from peace creatively? Mm -hmm. Now I want to explore that. I'm like, wow. So that's the entertainment, the new entertainment uh, uh, bug, if you will, that's been awakened, reawakened within me. Look at all the roles and opportunities you had. Is there a role that you got that you were really able to connect with the character that you were playing? Uh, many of them. Yeah, many of them. Uh, pretty much all of them, to be honest with you. There's very few that I didn't connect with because, you know, and the way I see it is that all of the characters are an aspect of me. Mm -hmm. I look at myself, you know, I look at all humans actually as like little, you remember those little car stereos or whatever, those soundboards, you have those little equalizers with those yep. little switches that move up and down, treble, bass, all this. Stuff. I look at us humans as we're all equalizers. You may be set a little low over here. I may be a little higher there. You may be higher there. I may be lower here. And, but these characters are all different equalizers. So I get to like adjust myself to all these. And if I do the work, I'll connect with all of them. But I got to do the work to connect, you know, to meet that character. So I connect with, you know, a killer. Have I ever killed anybody? Not in this life. I'm sure I've done that in other <laughs> lifetimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to bring in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah. But like, like you know, I've, I've connected with being the victim being the 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 victor the 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 villain you know like all of these different sorts of things and um you know so i've connected with many of my roles let me just say the I, the one i've connected with really that was a lot of fun was in bad boys 2 definitely with uh will and martin that had to be one of the most fun projects uh back in the day that i had where i played a villain and uh just being able to play someone that was so opposite of me you know, I had a long blonde dreadlocks and I sp spoke with a Haitian accent and I was a killer and I was, a, you know, the leader of this gang. And, you know, it was something so opposite of me. And it, that that particular role was inspired by one of my favorite actors, Gary Oldman. And I don't know if you're familiar with the film True Romance. He played this sort of like uh, this this sort of. Uh, so he's a he's a he's a Caucasian man, but he kind of played a black man in the film. Okay. He played he played this this uh this sort of like pimp, like and his name was like Drexel. So he had long blonde sort of like dreadlocks, but I was so blown away by that because like I knew who he was and I'm like, wow, he's so he just he, he melded into this character. And that really inspired me. And then like two years later, that role for Bad Boys 2, where I have now blonde dreadlocks and same sort of thing, and I got to be the same sort of character you know, got created. So, you know, whatever's in your heart, if it's really in your heart, it will come to fruition for sure. Do you prefer playing the bad boy than the good guy? I like a, I like a, 
Well, this last film, well, I can't spoil it. Oh, can't spoil it. <laughs> no. Well, this la- let me just put it like this. This last film, I got to do a little bit of both. Let me just say that. Okay. That's the perfect, you know, that, and, and I, that's the perfect balance for me where you get to be that, but then redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the value of life. We're not supposed to be perfect. We're not supposed to not step on toes and not hurt people. I think that we're supposed to have an experience and really learn from that experience and then redeem ourselves and and make good with it. You talked about you were in the industry for a certain amount of time and then you took some time away. Did the kind of the entertainment or the Hollywood lifestyle get to you a little bit more like we hear that goes on behind the scenes? Or were you very upfront with what things are, were happening in your life and really trying to make sure you were doing what was best for you or your family, friends, things like that? Yeah, that's a, a great question. This is everyone answers this question a little bit different because everyone's going to have a little different experience. You know, for me. Hollywood did get to me in in the way that if you, if you, for me, because I didn't have this deep anchoring in myself to my soul. Mm -hmm. Now with the work that we do, when I work with men and things like that, um, we can either think that we're more than what we are, or we can also think that we're less than what we are. Mm-hmm. Neither is accurate. So you take that sort of individual and you put that personality in Hollywood, they're gonna it's gonna magnify whatever's there. So yep. it's gonna magnify the highs, which is not true. It's gonna magnify the lows, which is not true. And so that happened and that needed to happen for me as well to show me that this is not it where you're not going to find yourself. And then I found the, the doorway to myself when I dropped all my agents, when I turned away and and took back all my energy, all my power and said, no, no, no. I remember, I remember I was, I was uh, with Marianne Williamson. We were in DC at one of her Bernie Sanders things back in 2018 or something like that, or 2017, 16, right back. I don't know. And uh, I had, I was, I was on the phone, like yelling at my agent, you know? And I remember telling him, he was telling me, yeah, you know, this beard that you got going on and it's not, you know, I can't submit you for the FBI roles and stuff like that. And I remember getting into such a, a, a combative, like, sort of debate with him. And I was so passionate about it. But the point was, I was telling him, I was like, I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm finally mm-hmm. discovering what and who I am. This is a part of it. And what you really want as my agent and what they really want as this network or studio or film producers, what they really want is me. And I was like, what I'm doing is I'm getting me right now. So I'm actually giving you what you want, but I'm not giving you what you want 
for you. I'm giving you what you want. I'm doing it for me. So F you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm doing this for me. You don't know what you want. I'm going to tell you what you want. You want me, but I don't have me yet. This is a part of me getting me. So I got to go. And maybe I'll see you in the future. Maybe I won't. But I remember that. And that's when I took back all my power, you know, and and uh, and then just started like just going internal, going internal, going internal, you know, started developing that internal practice, you know, became started doing Kundalini yoga at 4 a.m., started learning how to breathe properly down here, started learning how to meditate and be still, you know, started learning how to really take care of my inner world, my emotions, heal all my relations with people, you know, starting from the inside out, family, parents, sisters, brothers, cousins, family, healing all of that, doing all that work, you know, saying I'm sorry where I need to and, and just doing all that work so I don't have any, as, as that I'm aware of loose ends and all this stuff pulling at me, no sandbags. Like if we want to be free, we got to do the work. And trust yep. me, you want to do the work. You just want to do the work. A big thing you mentioned was you did things for you, not for other people. And I think that's so huge nowadays where people have to put on an image, put on a look, act a certain way. And I think being authentic and real, that's the best quality someone can have. Because if I'm interviewing someone, I want to know the real them. I don't want to see fakeness because I can tell just from talking even over Zoom and hearing your story and the passion that you have for things. I know it's authentic and real because you care. Like the emotions that I'm just learning about you in the short amount of time, it's real. And I think the listeners are just going to love that because they see when they go to a film of yours, they're going to say, he's so invested in that character and he's putting his heart and soul in it that he wants the viewers to love what he's doing. I can't wait till you guys go see the film. Like <laughs> the secret wait. film. <laughs> I can't spoil it, but like, look, you go. It's called Alone Today, Alone Today, and ah, uh, oh, I don't know how good the film is going to be. I think it's going to be decent. <laughs> I don't know because I haven't seen it yet, so I can't guarantee it's going to be an amazing film. Hopefully, it will be. I'm not the editor though, um, <laughs> but I know that you know. If you just if you're just watching it for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, you just you know, since we're talking about it, when you get to the end, oh my God. I, I I'm gonna tell you some secrets, some behind the scenes stuff. I'm not gonna tell you the exact scene, but I'm gonna tell you the behind the scenes of this one of these last scenes that, that I got the honor of being in. I I you know, I always do my work. I was prepared for for the entire film and then particularly for this last film, and you know. I've done myself, my work and stretched myself out and got in touch with my emotions. And, you know, you know, I don't have very many blocks when it, when it comes to that. But with, with this last scene, this particular scene, and you'll know, um, I prayed like on this one, I was like, I know I got this, but like, this is so special. This message that needs to be communicated through and to the audience around this message of child trafficking, human trafficking, domestic violence, like, please like move, move, use my body, use, give me the words, give me the emotions. Like I've, I've done as much as I can. Like you like now just use me to 
do what you need to communicate what you need me to communicate so this can penetrate and 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 cause such a quantum positive effect for whoever is viewing this and man oh my gosh <laughs> i can't even put words on it it's just i just it was such an honor to to be a vessel to be a vessel yeah Praise hands. There you go. <laughs> ah, jazz hands. <laughs> the next item you mentioned in your trifecta was speaking. What is the biggest thing when you're speaking that you want a listener to learn about? Is there a certain message, a certain or scenario or theme? What is your main goal in that? Yeah, the main goal is what took me 40 years to accomplish. It took me 40 years to accomplish it, to come back home to me. And, you know, there's nothing that I need in this world. There's no, I don't, I like this stuff, you know, I don't need this stuff. This stuff doesn't mean anything to me. I know it's not me, but the soul that's in me likes to dress a certain way. I like to express myself a certain way. But if I had to be completely naked, not have anything, start all over, no cars, no nothing, no, you know, like I would be fine because I have me. Mm-hmm. I have the essence of who and what I am and what creator made me to be. And I'm, 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 I'm bonded with that now. And so if there's anything that I, that I, you know, uh, want to communicate through me and to embody is, is that sort of bonding alignment with self for people to get that because everyone's way back home to themselves is different it's a different path and but i you know i i want to affirm and be my own example of you know once you have you you have everything yeah you can do anything from that place ah it's just so beautiful is there a speaker that you've listened to that kind of inspires you and kind of you take pointers in a way i like um there's different elements of different speakers. I, I love Marianne Williamson. She's a, 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 a good, great example, mentor. Uh, I've worked with her multiple times and spoken with her. And she's, you know, mentored me on certain occasions on, on certain ideals. And she's said a lot of things. And there's, there's definitely, I love the, 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 the authenticity and power by which she stands for certain principles without regard to you know the audience no one's perfect but that element of her i adore Mm -hmm. um lisa nichols um let me see if there's any men um actually will smith too he's not a speaker um but you know the way that he for his entire career has also cared about his authenticity you know i worked with him in bad boys too and his authenticity towards what the joy that he has for life is authentic and everybody everyone makes mistakes like i said i think we're supposed to make mistakes i don't think creator brought us here and was like okay be perfect be perfect don't make any mistakes what kind of fun is that I don't think that we're supposed to continue to make the same mistake over and over and over again. I don't think that's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. right? 
I think that we're supposed to figure this out, drop the ball, make mistakes, make errors, and look at it and learn, like, wait a minute. Oh, okay. I get, oh, okay, okay, okay. I can be better there. Oh, okay. And, and start to really build ourselves higher and better and ascend ourselves, illuminate ourselves, enlighten ourselves through these mistakes, through these lessons. I have, I have that's what I, that's in my men's program that I work with when I have something called the soils of wisdom. So we go over our life just like a baby's diaper, soiling everything, right? <laughs> Making these mistakes <laughs> all over the place. It's all over the place. Initially, you look back, you're like, man, there's a lot of shit everywhere. It smells like shit. It smells like boo-boo, right? And you just like, oh, you have all this resistance to it, right? And you don't want to clean it up. But when you actually, so that's the that type of soil. But when we actually, that soil, that soiling of that diaper is actually also the actual soil by which your wisdom grows out of. When you look and start cleaning up this stuff, that soil and that poop turns into actually like a, a, a very dark soil by which your wisdom will grow out of. And you will be able to convert those mistakes, convert that that coal into diamonds and to polish off those gold nuggets into into polished gold like those mistakes all those errors all those relations that i destroyed and the people that i hurt and the, the, the how i was cut off with my heart all of that was like that allows me to serve all the men that are cut off that are making the mistakes that are destroying their relationship. Oh, no, I destroyed that. Oh, no, I was mad at my dad, angry. Almost hated him for 30 years. I know what it is to heal it too. You know what I'm saying? It's like that all serves us. That's that's the, 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 the birthplace of our wisdom, the mistakes. So I think we're supposed to make the mistakes, learn, I think, as fast as you can from it, and then transform it, learn from it, and offer that help to somebody else. That's what I think that's the point for So you talked about a great segue into the last pillar for you, which is your coaching, your self-mastery course. When was the first time you thought about creating this course or this coaching entrepreneurial mission? Well, I've for the last almost 20 years, I've been training women in self-empowerment. And we started off with rape prevention seminars and how to find their voice and how to take up more energetic space. Um, and if you're a woman listening, you should actually, I'm not saying this, but there's a lot, there's some great videos that I have that have to do with this on my TikTok, and they are trending like crazy. And I never thought that they would, but they're trending like crazy, but they have to do, and it's my TikTok is a divine man. And that's my Instagram as well too, a divine man, but they have to do with women and it's all about healing our relation together women taking up that space so almost two decades i actually worked with women and and then towards the latter part of that that decades two decades they started saying well hey do you work with men and i was like no Um, (laughs) men know how to hit they know how to do that no i don't need i need to actually teach you how to defend yourself from them when they, you know what I'm saying? When they're confused. And uh, so that's when I started hearing it. And then I started hearing it over and over again. And then I remember the first man that actually asked me, uh, a buddy of mine, Kai, we were in ceremony. And he said, uh, uh, he's like, do you, do you like, can you train me? 
I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And he was like, I don't know, you know, can you like train me? And he was trying to explain it to me. And I was like, I was like, I don't really do that, but I get, yeah. But at that time I was practicing yoga and I was a Kundalini yoga teacher already at that point. I think that was like maybe 2017, maybe something like that, maybe around there, maybe 2016. And uh, so that's when I first started to hear it right around then. And then, but when I, when I really dialed into that, um, was about a couple of years ago when I really dialed into it. I, I completed really working with women at that level. And um, I actually started being a part of uh, a men's group. And it happened in different layers. With me, a lot of things happened in different layers. And then I realized, I remember, I think when I really solidified it, actually was more recently, was the beginning of this year. Because at the beginning of this year, I was actually working with men and women in a particular way, but I have a coach of mine. I, even coaches have coaches. <laughs> and I remember realizing that if I just work with men, which I was already working with men at that point, but if I focused on the father and I was thinking about like really the home, that dynamic, and we're, we're all, everybody, these are certain things you just can't change. You know, we're all birthed, you know, through, the female, the woman, the mother, right? And it takes a, a mother and a father to create a child. And so I'm thinking about that home and I'm thinking, okay, if we're going to have like a quantum effect, how can we create a world of balance? W what's the starting point? And I, and I was thinking like so many men, so many of us are so fractured and not whole and so disconnected. And I said, if I can assist with, if I'm successful at being able to serve the, the the man so the father can show up back in the household, if that divine father can show up in the household. Now, I'm not talking about just a man or just a father showing up in the household. A lot of us have that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a father, a divine father, in a sense, that's what I'm going to call it, that is connected to spiritually, like he knows where he's come from, Right. He's disciplining his mind, so he's thinking about himself properly. Mm -hmm. He has a healthy emotional world going on around him, so he has that healthy thing going around. And if all those are in order, he has his physicality is going to automatically align with those sorts of things. He knows how to communicate. You can go to him for guidance, talk to you. He can lead you spiritually. He'll go to you for guidance as well. He's not caught up in his ego. He, he'll be able to say, I'm wrong, right? Like that sort of healthy masculine figure in the home would cause a healthy domino effect, you know? And I said, you know what? That's, it's, that's the most effective use of my energy is really just making, helping to serve that father to show up so he can be this healthy, divine, masculine man. When you're doing coaching, is that something that you see going even global or are you starting small and working your way, building it up? Yeah. You know, it always starts small, you know, you know, in, in the starting small, you know, which is something that, you know, I, I, I can get ahead of myself. I have all these big ideas, but I, but I have to 
also operate from baby steps and allow myself to learn along the way so things can become what they're meant to be, whether they be big, medium, or small, which is fine. So, but yes, definitely baby steps, start small. And, and in doing that, that actually helps to refine the program, what it is, mm-hmm. you know, before you actually can scale it up. Because, you know, things scale up when they're like perfected, yeah. you know, when they're really, really perfected and everything just has its stages. So this will scale when and if it's time to scale as it's being perfected, uh, you know, right now and over the years. And it will always be perfected. It will always evolve. It will never just be stagnant. You know, I got this one, one, um, this one particular client that left me a message today and I was checking up on, on some of his, some of his routines and certain things. And he said, yeah, I'm kind of like learning how to do this. And you told me it was self-guided and this, and I haven't done that, but I've done this. And I was like, this is like, this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing because it's not about having a regimented routine. That's not, that's not what's going to allow you to navigate life. Is just being this regimented, hard sort of figure, this archetype. You have to know when to go from your magician to your king to your, you know, to your warrior, to your lover or whatever the case may be, right? If you're using those archetypes, you have to know what to switch to, when to switch to it, you know, you have to know when to go forward. You have to be this malleable thing. So, you know, being able to just listen and be able to hear is so, so, so key. We kind of mentioned a little bit about your future with this secret movie that's coming out. Uh, but what does the future look like for you? What are you hoping to accomplish both personally and professionally in the next few years? Oh, the next few years. Uh, let's see. Well, I just keep my, my entire purpose, like really in life is, and this does a lot is to build an army of 100,000 100, divine men, to build God's army, to build God's army of 100,000 divine men. So these men are all over the world and all over in different class. They even have different religions. Mm-hmm. But they're all divine men. They're all heart-centered. They're all connected. They all are this, you know, sort of man that are, that are, that are radiating this, magnificent divine positive energy that's and what they would do that would have a quantum effect which i'm not going to get into that because who knows i don't know but when we get our our natural minds back as men the world would not look like this let me just put it like that the 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 violence the judgment the cutoffness the imbalance when when we get ourselves back and our balance back and a lot of that has a quantum effect, it starts to have just like a ripple effect and just the entire world, everything just starts to bounce off of that. So, but in the next few years, really, it's really has to do with those things. Like you mentioned, my speaking, my acting, you know, being able to, we have a, a film in production right now with one of my partners. We have a film, uh, a slate of three films, one film that's a tri- trilogy that we're looking at actually getting funding for that and actually doing that. And I'll be the lead character in that. Uh, this year is really, this year and moving forward, but this year really is the focus on specifically the coaching. Next year is going to layer in more of the inspirational speaking, 
and then sporadically the acting. You know, the good thing about the acting is because I've already gotten a lot of momentum with that in the beginning of my career. I'm already established to a certain extent. So now it's sort of like revisiting that. Mm -hmm. So, and those will be layered in. So really it'll be the perfect balance of the coaching being very, very strong, having the uh, um, several group coaching programs online, uh, having uh, retreats, events that are in person, having uh, a certain level of private clientele, as well as uh, the inspirational speaking. So this is all happening while I'm traveling and being able to speak these same sort of topics as well with regards to uh, having healthy masculinity and how the the yin and the yang energies, the feminine masculine energies, those polarities, because it's one and the same energy. We're all like on a sliding scale, right? But it's like, how do we balance out the polarities? If it's a if it's a woman, how does she navigate between her masculine and her femininity so she can navigate the world? If you're a man, how do you navigate between your masculinity and feminine energies within you so you can navigate the world? Because each person we engage with is is a different energy. A different situation might need to have a little bit more masculine energy, that penetrate penetrative energy. Sometimes a man needs to know how to receive and be more in his feminine. Be like, hey, I'm going to sit back and listen and receive. Like we got to understand it's it's not like a sexual thing. It's more like an, an energetic understanding of how to uh, uh, dial up your energy and how to move your energy, right? As an individual, whether it be man, woman, whatever the case may be. The final question I'll ask you for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience, what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles, accomplish their goals and rise to the challenge? Oh yeah. That's easy. That's an easy one right there. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, for me, it's all about your daily practices, your daily habits, right? And it doesn't have to be a lot, but how you get up, how you go to bed, those are key. Those two times of your life, how you go to bed sets up how you get up. Yep. And that sacred time, very strict, that word, that sacred time needs to be treated as such. And that sacred time when you get up needs to be treated as such. When we start to uh, you don't even have to master these times, these these times in your life. When you start to just get into a a, a good, a, a decent, decent, a decent rhythm with those points in your life, and having some sort of some sort of practice that may change, where you are learning to listen to yourself and go internal, you're gonna when you start to get into that rhythm, right there, just what I just said. Those times that are sacred, where you, you got to fight off things, where you actually learn to go internal in those times and learn yourself, right? Mm. It'll be self-guided. That will anchor anybody if they have the desire to. That'll be the starting point for anchoring you back to yourself in such a powerful way. And then... That will be the seed that you you continue to water and to grow because it's all about hearing from within. It's all about going within. It's all about like 
seeing and hearing all of what's going on inside of you. And from, from that place, when you start to practice that, you just get good. And you say, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, I know when I'm supposed Oh, what? You know, you just, you're aware of your own guidance and you're able to guide yourself in this world or some, or bring in guidance. If someone, if you need higher guidance, I, like I said, I got a coach. I surround myself with intuitive females, queens, guidance for guidance, sisters, even my former wife. She's a guide for me that I bounce ideas off all the time. I, I look to hone my ideas. I, what do you think about this? It's like, this is what I'm thinking. I always go for guidance. I don't think I've got this stuff figured out. I got a, I got some of it figured out, but like I need guidance constantly, mm-hmm. constantly, whether it be guidance that comes from and through me or guidance out here. I asked my daughter, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, I'm open to the guidance. So that will be the thing. Are you know, those sacred pillars, the beginning, the end, the, well, the ending and the beginning of your day and then going internal those days so you can learn yourself. Right. And that will be, Yes, where you can you can continually rise to the challenge and everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, Issa, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your rise to the challenge. You're inspiring so many people and we're excited to see what the future looks like for you. God bless you. Love you. Wishing you all peace, protection, prosperity. I love you. Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major audio platforms. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to the full-length episode and video format. What path do you take to accomplish your goals? You decide.